What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Bonjour tout le monde. Hello everyone. Today I want to start by highlighting some good news. Last night, Health Canada announced that it has authorized the first serological test for COVID-19 antibodies. This is a critical step for the work of the COVID-19 Immunity Task Force, which now has a safe and approved test that can detect antibodies specific to COVID-19 in an individual's blood. These tests will help us better understand immunity against the virus and how it spreads so we can keep Canadians safe and healthy. Hier soir, Santé Canada a annoncé avoir autorisé un premier test sérologique pour les anticorps liés à la COVID-19. C'est une avancée cruciale pour le groupe de travail sur l'immunité face à la COVID-19 qui dispose maintenant d'un test sécuritaire et approuvé qui va permettre de détecter la présence d'anticorps spécifiques à la COVID-19 dans le sang des gens. C'est une étape importante pour mieux comprendre les mécanismes d'immunisation contre le virus et la façon dont il se propage. Ça va nous aider à assurer la santé et la sécurité des Canadiens. I now want to turn to what we're doing to help employers keep their employees. Over the past few weeks, our government has unveiled a number of measures to help businesses stay afloat during the crisis. We want to make sure that as many Canadians as possible can keep getting their paycheck now and have a job to come back to once the pandemic is behind us. Because that day will Western Economic in Canada and CanNor. And here's the bottom line. These organizations understand the economic realities and specific challenges facing both your region and your business. They can help you with your most pressing needs, whether it's covering costs or keeping your employees. So if you're struggling but did not qualify for other programs like the wage subsidy or the emergency business account, give them a call. They're there for you. Il y a quelques semaines, on a créé le Fonds d'aide et de relance régionale qui dispose d'une enveloppe de près de 1 million de milliards de dollars pour aider les petits employeurs dans les régions rurales ou ceux qui œuvrent dans l'industrie du tourisme ou les industries saisonnières. Les fonds seront acheminés par l'entremise des six agences de développement régional. Une partie du financement sera également dédiée au réseau de développement des collectivités pour soutenir les entreprises dans les régions rurales et éloignées. Aujourd'hui, on donne plus de détails concernant la répartition des fonds entre les différentes régions et voici ce qu'il faut retenir. Que ce soit FEDDEV Ontario, DEC ou le réseau de développement des collectivités, ces entités comprennent les réalités économiques et les défis particuliers auxquels votre région et votre entreprise sont confrontés. Ils peuvent vous aider à répondre à vos besoins les plus urgents, que ce soit des problèmes de liquidité ou du mal à garder vos employés. Donc, donnez-leur un coup de fil. Ils sont là pour vous. From the outset, 
Our government has been focused on getting people the help they need as quickly as possible. We announced support not just for businesses and their employees, but for different groups of people who've been hit with diversification. Je termine de continuer de suivre les recommandations des experts de santé publique. On entend beaucoup parler de la réouverture graduelle de l'économie ces jours-ci. Je sais qu'on a tous hâte, mais on doit demeurer vigilant. Donc, continuez de rester chez vous le plus possible et n'oubliez pas de garder vos distances lorsque vous sortez. Et ensemble, on va y arriver. Merci. Merci beaucoup, Monsieur le Premier ministre. On va commencer la période de questions par le téléphone aujourd'hui. Opérateur, première question. Thank you. Merci. Première question, Michel Lamarche, TVA. Monsieur Trudeau, vous parliez de la réouverture de l'économie. Ça commence. Euh, sur le masque de protection non médicale, est-ce que vous seriez prêt à émettre une consigne à la grandeur du pays, celle de porter ce masque quand on sort de la maison? On voit très clairement que différentes régions font face à différentes réalités. Euh, L'île du Prince-Édouard, par exemple, fait face à une situation extrêmement différente de celle de, de l'Ontario. Euh, nous nous devons de permettre aux autorités locales et provinciales euh, d'établir les principes et les guides nécessaires pour euh, leurs citoyens. Mais comme on sait... Les meilleures façons de se protéger, c'est de rester chez nous le plus possible et, si on doit sortir, garder une distance de deux mètres à tout, en tout temps. Euh, un masque, selon les experts, peut aider, mais ne doit pas remplacer euh, toute mesure de distanciation sociale qu'on devrait prendre en priorité. En suivi, Michel oui, peut-être là-dessus, on vous a vu la semaine dernière lors de la cérémonie à Trenton. Vous gardiez vos distances, vous portiez euh, le masque également. Pourquoi vous avez fait ça comme ça alors? Et je veux vous entendre sur la frontière. Est-ce que les Américains résistent au maintien des restrictions? Euh... D'abord, pour la cérémonie à Trenton, c'était la demande des forces armées que tout le monde porte un masque en tout temps et c'est un consigne qu'on que, qu a tous suivi. Euh, Ensuite, pour, pour les États-Unis, les conversations extrêmement constructives continuent avec l'administration américaine. Et je peux souligner que jusqu'à maintenant, ce, ce partenariat et, et cette collaboration a été superbe et je ne, je ne vois aucune raison pourquoi elle ne continuerait pas à l'être. I can uh, highlight that since the very beginning of this uh, pandemic, the communications and the collaboration uh, with our American partners has been exceptional. Uh, conversations are ongoing uh, all the time on a range of measures, including border measures. And I can tell you that uh, up until now, the conversation, uh, the collaboration has been uh, exceptional, and I see no reason for that to change. Merci. Operator, prochaine question. Thank you. Merci. Next question, David Lundgren. Reuters, line open. Okay, good morning, Prime Minister. Um, on the border, we understand that the two sides are, are going to agree to keep the um, restrictions in place until June 21st. But what happens um, in, in future if you decide the border should be shut and the Americans decide it should be open? Will you go ahead and keep it shut even though your biggest trading partner is urging you to open up? 
Right now, we're making decisions for right now. Obviously, there are reflections on what next steps could be and might be in different situations and different progressions of COVID-19. But every step of the way in this unprecedented situation, we're reacting to uh, and responding to the realities we, we see now, and that's where we will stay focused. Uh, we're focused on keeping Canadians safe every step of the way, and we'll take the necessary decisions uh, at every different step. As a follow-up? Secondly, secondly um, Norway's sovereign fund, which is the largest of its kind in the world, is uh, blacklisting four Canadian oil sands firms. What's your reaction to this? And doesn't this suggest that the major oil sands producers have a lot more work to do for you to consider that they're aligning with the federal climate goals? We've seen investors around the world looking at the risks associated with climate change as an integral part of investment decisions they make. Um, that is why it is so important for Canada to continue to move forward on fighting climate change and reduce our emissions in all sectors. And I can highlight that uh, many uh, companies in the energy sector have uh, understood that the investment climate is shifting and there is a need for clear uh, leadership and clear targets uh, uh, to reach on uh, fighting climate change to draw on global capital. Thank you. Operator, next question. Thank you. Merci. Next question, Ryan Timothy, National Post. Line open. Yeah, good morning, Prime Minister. Um, yesterday, the uh, Toronto Transit Commission came out and painted sort of a really dire financial picture for the next couple of months, and it's dealing with the same sort of other transit agencies across the country are dealing with the same sort of financial picture. Uh, I'm wondering if you think the federal government will have a role in helping to deal with that, uh, especially if it could mean big service cuts or potentially these transit systems not operating. I think we recognize we're in a very, very difficult situation right now where we have asked Canadians to cease a massive part of the economic activity uh, that keeps this country going. We've done this for the very important and clear reason of protecting Canadians' lives because uh, we know that protecting the health and safety of Canadians is necessary uh, for us to move forward with a strong country economically or otherwise. That's why the decisions we've taken to keep Canadians safe need to come first. At the same time, we are looking at careful reopenings in gradual ways in different parts of the country, and the federal government will be there uh, to support the provinces and, and other uh, organizations and industries as we look uh, to doing it the right way in a way that keeps Canadians safe. There are going to be uh, a lot of very important and difficult decisions and delicate balances to strike uh, over the coming weeks and months, and we will continue to be there to work with all partners to make sure that Canada is getting it right for Canadians. As a follow-up, Ryan? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but on, on transit systems specifically, like the Toronto Transit Commission, uh, like OC Transpo, that are struggling with their revenues, do you think the federal government will play a role, or do you think that's a provincial responsibility? Well, as, as we know, uh, operation of transit systems is a provincial and municipal re uh, responsibility. As a federal government, however, we have made significant investments uh, in upgrading and strengthening transit, program, uh, transit systems uh, across the country because we know it's such a key part of both prosperity and moving forward in, uh, in ways that, are, that make life affordable and fighting climate change at the same time for Canadians. Uh, so uh, we will be there to listen 
listen to concerns that Canadians are expressing and that uh, different orders of governments are expressing on uh, making sure that our reopening is successful. We know that public transit and getting people to work is going to be an important part of our economy moving forward, but we also know that the challenges posed by social distancing and much greater working from home uh, has come and, and, uh, and uh, affected our transit system significantly. So uh, we're going to have to adjust and the federal government will be there to work with the provinces, in, including uh, supporting them in their areas of jurisdiction in many cases. Nous savons que le transport collectif est important pour notre économie, va être important pour la relance, mais il y a des vrais défis au niveau de la distanciation sociale et du fait qu'il y a beaucoup de gens qui travaillent de la maison maintenant et donc nos, nos systèmes de transport collectif ont moins de revenus. Nous allons être là pour appuyer les provinces et les municipalités si nécessaire, mais nous reconnaissons aussi que l'opération des systèmes de transport sont une responsabilité des provinces et non une responsabilité fédérale. Mais comme j'ai dit, on va être là pour aider parce qu'on a besoin que le Canada fasse sa réouverture de façon réussie, sécuritaire, mais quand même graduelle. Merci. Opérateur, dernière question au téléphone. Thank you. Merci. Prochaine question, Lina Dib, La Presse canadienne. À vous. Oui, bonjour, M. Trudeau. J'aimerais ça qu'on revienne sur les CHSLD. Euh, vous avez dit hier que vous êtes prêt à aider les provinces à relever les défis. Vous dites en même temps que vous n'allez pas piétiner les compétences des provinces en matière de santé. Alors, pouvez-vous m'expliquer, vous allez faire ça, comment relever ces défis-là? Est-ce qu'on parle simplement de transfert d'argent ou est-ce qu'on parle d'autre chose? Comme je dis depuis le début, euh, il y a certainement des conversations à avoir entre les différents paliers de gouvernement et entre Canadiens sur comment on s'assure que nos aînés euh, sont dans une situation où ils ne sont pas extrêmement vulnérables comme ils le sont maintenant. Euh, le fédéral sera là pour aider. Euh, C'est un, un, un engagement fédéral que d'avoir envoyé euh, des forces armées pour aider dans les CHSLD, mais ça se fait en, dans le respect et dans le partenariat avec les provinces. Et on compte continuer de travailler ensemble avec les provinces euh, dans, 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 un, dans un esprit positif de collaboration euh, pour assurer qu'on est en train de faire les bonnes choses pour les Canadiens. En suivi, Lina? Oui, mais je suppose... Oui, merci. Mais je suppose que vous n'allez pas installer euh, l'armée là sur du long terme. Alors, si on parle de solutions... Euh... Ce matin, en rappelant à tout le monde, HSLD, c'est ce qu'on est en train de faire et c'est sur quoi on est en train de se concentrer. Mais effectivement, dans les mois et même les années à venir, nous allons devoir euh, se pencher sur la situation de nos aînés à travers le pays et améliorer les systèmes qui les appuient. Le fédéral aura son rôle à jouer, mais nous allons le faire euh, en collaboration et dans le respect des compétences des provinces. Hi, Prime Minister Molly Thomas, CTV National News. In regards to the border, your chief medical officer yesterday said Americans pose a risk to us. So I wanted to know when was the last time you talked to President Trump about the border and what pressure is the U.S. putting on Canada to reopen? 
I think every country recognizes that as we control our uh, domestic situation, uh, we are vulnerable to international travelers. Uh, different countries are facing different, uh, different challenges, and as we manage the spread of COVID-19, we, we will want to make sure that we're not uh, becoming vulnerable for, from travelers arriving elsewhere. That's why we made uh, uh, you know, strong moves to secure, to close our borders, including to uh, American travelers uh, at this uh, at this time. As we move forward, we will continue to work with the administration. I can uh, highlight that the uh, work with the American administration continues to be constructive and positive. Uh, I have spoken with uh, President Trump uh, a number of times over the past weeks, uh, and our conversations have always been very positive. Je pense que nous, nous reconnaissons tous euh, qu'en même temps qu'on protège euh, les Canadiens euh, à l'intérieur du pays avec des mesures qui ralentissent euh, l'expansion de la COVID-19, on demeure vulnérable à des cas de COVID-19 qui pourraient arriver de l'extérieur. Et c'est pour ça qu'on euh, est en train de limiter de façon extrême euh, les déplacements à l'international, y compris euh, des États-Unis. Nous continuons notre collaboration extrêmement positive avec l'administration américaine. Moi-même, j'ai parlé plusieurs fois au président Trump dans les dernières semaines et ces conversations ont toujours été extrêmement positives. Prime Minister, if my math is right, this is exactly two months since you've started giving these updates. I know Canadians appreciate that. But for obvious reasons, you know, we don't have a budget right now. The PBO says um, the deficit could reach a trillion by the end of the year. When, uh, how much longer will Canadians have to wait to get a financial picture here of how much all of this is costing us? I think Canadians rightly expect us to be focused on the immediate in getting things uh, settled so that Canadians can actually uh, feel safe and look at careful reopening. But at the same time, we have been transparent every step of the way about the investments we're making, and we will have, uh, of course, uh, continue. We will continue to uh, share with Canadians uh, our outlook for the future. We recognize, however, that the situation is changing incredibly rapidly, and a, a budget is usually something that projects what's going to happen in the Canadian economy for the next 12 months. And right now, we're having a, a, a lot of difficulty uh, establishing, with any certainty, what's going to happen in the next 12 weeks. We will continue work on the situation, uh, getting money into the pockets of Canadians, of workers, of families who need it right across the country. Uh, unlike previous recessions or economic downturns, uh, this. This is a situation that has no antecedents. It is a completely uh, outside uh, health issue that has caused us to choose to cease a massive amount of economic activity in this country to keep Canadians safe. Uh, we continue to work every day on supporting Canadians. We continue to be absolutely transparent about the measures we're putting forward for Canadians. And we will continue uh, to look for ways to keep people apprised on what we expect for the coming months. But as we say, things are changing extremely quickly, and uh, we want to make sure we're putting our efforts where they are most useful, which is both sharing with Canadians everything we're doing as we're doing it, uh, and uh, staying focused on uh, what we need to do right now. Good morning, Prime Minister Tonda McCharles, Toronto Star. Uh, this week, medical research institutes across the country will begin to lay off 10,000 to 15,000 people who work on health research. Um, 
because they can't get the support of the federal government, they don't qualify for your wage subsidy program. And that's going to have a cascade effect even on the COVID research that's happening because these research institutes provide the infrastructure that supports that. So can you explain to me why it's not a priority to keep those critical employees tethered to their employer? On the contrary, Tonda, we have uh, made significant investments in the hundreds of millions of dollars into science and research across Canada. We know that this is uh, a crisis that is science-based. It's caused by uh, a medical challenge of COVID-19, uh, and we need to use science to get ourselves through this. That is why our investments in science, our investments in supporting graduate students, our investments in supporting research institutes have been significant and will continue. So I will uh, follow up and look into this uh, issue you're bringing up, but uh, our focus is on making sure that scientists get the support they need right across the country, and we will continue to do that. Thank you. By the role of government is to help support the provinces in their plans, whether it be to furnish and procure the equipment nécessaires pour faire ces tests de dépistage, que ce soit euh, sur euh, les produits chimiques qui sont nécessaires pour euh, analyser les résultats. Le gouvernement fédéral a pris énormément de mesures pour être là, pour appuyer les provinces dans leurs plans. Mais les plans par rapport au dépistage sont déterminés par les provinces. Le, fédé le gouvernement fédéral sera là pour appuyer euh, et, euh, et nous allons continuer de l'être. Steve Chase, Globe and Mail. Mr. Prime Minister, your ambassador to China, Dominic Barton, told a group of Canadians last week that China, because of its conduct, is alienating foreign countries and injuring its goodwill abroad. As Mr. Barton put it in foreign policy jargon, China is accumulating negative soft power around the world. That is, it's undermining its international influence and the ability to persuade other countries to see things Beijing's way. Now, you hired Mr. Barton because of his expertise in China. So the question for you is, do you agree with his assessment? I think it's clear that there are many questions for countries around the origins uh, and behavior in early days on uh, the COVID-19 situation, particularly questions for China that we've called on uh, uh, to need to, to be asked in the coming, uh, coming months so we can get answers. At the same time, we're seeing a global pandemic that requires a global coordinated response and how countries are behaving uh, now towards each other, supporting each other, moving forward in a difficult time is being noticed noticed by everyone, and I think uh, it's uh, totally normal that we be asking questions about how different countries are behaving, including China. Depuis les débuts, nous savons qu'on va avoir des questions difficiles pour plusieurs pays, dont la Chine, sur les origines et le début de cette pandémie, comment c'est rendu à un niveau global. En même temps, nous savons qu'une pandémie globale exige des réponses globales et les différents pays doivent collaborer, doivent travailler ensemble pour euh, passer à travers. Et évidemment, des pays qui, qui ne se comportent pas euh, de, la, de la meilleure façon euh, vont recevoir des questions et vont avoir des, des conclusions faites à leur égard et, et c'est tout à fait normal. Bonjour, M. Trudeau, Louis Blouin de Radio-Canada. Je voudrais poursuivre sur la Chine. Euh, depuis ces dernières semaines, vous êtes très, très, très prudent à chaque fois euh, qu'il vient le temps de parler de la Chine, quand il est le temps de commenter euh, cette idée-là proposée par l'Australie de faire enquête, etc. 
Pourquoi cette prudence? Est-ce que vous craignez que ça puisse avoir des impacts sur notre approvisionnement médical? Est-ce que vous craignez de subir des représailles? Ma responsabilité, maintenant et en tout temps, c'est d'assurer le bien-être, la sécurité des Canadiens. C'est ma grande priorité et dans cette pandémie, nous nous devons de travailler avec tout le monde pour obtenir l'équipement de protection nécessaire, pour obtenir les partenariats nécessaires pour pouvoir passer à travers. Oui, on va tous avoir des questions à, 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 à répondre dans les mois à venir sur comment on s'est comporté depuis le début, et ça, quand on prend évidemment la Chine. Mais moi, ma responsabilité à chaque étape, c'est de m'assurer que je suis en train de faire tout ce qui est possible pour protéger et appuyer les Canadiens pendant cette crise, et c'est ce que je vais faire. My responsibility, first and foremost as Prime Minister, is to look out for Canadians, to make sure we're keeping Canadians safe and healthy and whole as much as possible in good times and in times of crisis. That's why, even though, of course, we will have very strong questions to ask of many different countries uh, through how this uh, pandemic began and uh, propagated around the world, uh, my focus needs to be on ensuring that we're getting the support necessary for Canadians every step of the way in terms of PPE, in terms of testing capacities, in terms of partnerships uh, towards uh, getting treatments and vaccines for this. Uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.